Hello and welcome to the Mental Health Gaming Podcast. This is episode 43 and we are now just nine away from our first anniversary. And the person who's been here for all of them, because not even I can claim that, is Stu. How are you doing, Stu? Pretty good. I can't believe it's gone that far and that quickly. It seems like, oh, in a way it seems like it was two minutes ago, but because of the pandemic it feels like it was decades ago. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, I was looking back and just thought, it feels like I've been doing this for ages. And then looking at, oh, it's only number 43, we've not even been doing it a year. And I would still remember the early ones. And it's just like, yeah, just time has no meaning anymore. True. <laughs> no meaning whatsoever. Yeah, disappeared. But one thing that does have meaning is video games. Um, so what have you been playing, Stu? Oh, nice segue. Yes, I've been playing quite a few games this week. Um, the main ones, I've been playing... Puzzle Bobble, oh god no, Bubble Bobble for friends. I always say Puzzle Bobble first because I'm stupid. Nearly got me excited. Oh, I know, I love that game. But Bubble Bobble for friends is good as well. So I'm doing a a review, so I won't go into massive detail. But yeah, it retains pretty much everything from the original games and uh, adds a few new wrinkles, but nothing major. Uh, The obvious one being the four-player. But... Serious disappointment. It doesn't support any kind of multiplayer, so it's couch co-op only. And unless, I mean, I played the PS4 one, so unless you've got like four people in your household, four DualShock controllers, and they can be bothered playing it with you, then you're kind of stuffed. So you can't exactly just jump on it at you know ten o'clock at night when the day's gone quiet and just meet up with people, your friend group, or from people around the world, and just have a a bash at bubble bubble in the new you know the new internet connected era uh it's mm. it, it's omitted which just seems crazy to me because i know that it cost them a lot more to get it you know to get the net code in and get that enabled um taito this is but i mean i think it would have been worth it i think they could have pushed the boat out a little bit and must have hampered their own chances by not having it in so yeah, that that's a little bit disappointing because the game itself is good. So yeah, yeah, a bit of a disappointment that they didn't put that thing in. Um, so this is a thing I, I, I want to bring up about the um, couch co-op games and the lack of online. Um, and it's a feature that um, the platform holders have brought up and then kind of semi just dumped. Um, and that's the remote play together type stuff. Um, it was a big selling point on the PlayStation 4. I mean, I remember using it for uh, allowing my brother to try a few games and stuff like that. And I know Steam does it, um, but they don't seem to push it enough or people just aren't using it. But I think that is now going to be, that that could be the way. I mean, if that was built in a console level and, you know, or system level as standard, that just opens up the ability for couch co-op stuff on a grander scale, um, rather than you having to implement servers for multiplayer that you know is going to die in, you know, for example, bu- uh, uh, Bubble Bubble 4 with friends. Without sounding funny, you know, that's probably going to be a, you know, a graveyard in a few months. Um, so... I kind of get it from a developer's point of view. What's the point in creating it to have run the servers and then have to shut them down because you can't afford to keep them going? 
So I get that, but this is why I think system level remote play couch co-op is the answer. And I think that's something I'd like to see. And it's games like Bubble Bobble that will benefit from that and could see a second life. But at the same time, yeah, it should be implemented because who who's going to have four people in a household at the same time that really wants to play Bubble Bobble? If I tried introducing that to my kids, I don't think they'd be that interested. I am. And he's like, I know, I know you would be, but we're not in the same household. Mm. And it's the target audience aren't allowed to get together at the moment. So it's either a poor release window or they need to think about how they can get more people on board. Yeah, absolutely. That's exactly how I think about it. <clears throat> the remote player at a system level would be absolutely fantastic for this because then all the hosting and stuff is pushed over onto the, the platform providers and it's only you know, it's a low bandwidth it's not going to cost them much so yeah yeah very disappointing that that was there especially as, as i say other than that it's, it's a pretty good game um apart from that i've been playing river city girls which despite the title is beat em up it's um mm-hmm. it's strangely titled because it's part of the kunio kun series games like Ren- yes. yeah river city games um Fighting yeah, the River City Ransom games and stuff. Yeah, yeah. that's right. So and it, the weird sports offshoot titles that they did as well that are brilliant. Was there a dodge track. a dodgeball one, or am I making? They done a dodgeball one, but they've done ice hockey, football. There's a few other things that have nothing to do with beat 'em ups, but all set in that world. It's in the Kudio Khan and Double Dragon collection. Bizarre. Right. Nice. Sounds good. But, yeah, try try them out. If you get a chance, try them out <laughs> because they're odd. Awesome. So this one uh, I'm playing on, well, I'll come to what I'm playing on in a minute, <clears throat> via Xbox. But uh, yeah, it's good. It's a, it's a beat-em-up, as you'd expect. It's um, You have to do like little tasks and move between different areas to make it into a larger experience than you know your final fights and your Streets of Rage 4s of, these, of this world. But yeah, no, it's it's great fun and the, the pixel art is fantastic and it steals loads of moves from Street Fighter games. It's great, you know, I like that when they when games do things like that. Yeah. Because uh, I've always wanted a scrolling uh, a scrolling Street Fighter beat-em-up because, you know, you got... Um, Capcom didn't bother making any more Final Fight games after a while. So they started to shift Final Fight characters over into the Street Fighter games. And now like, all the major ones are in the Street Fighters, which is excellent. But they could quite easily now just like take all the characters, or a lot of them, and shift them over to a Final Fight game. And that would be like, I think I'd be in heaven. My little brain would explode <laughs> if that happened. That'd be like, I'd be done then, you know, that'd be it. Uh, so, uh, yeah, so it's like that. <laughs> but yeah, it's, it's good yeah. fun. Um, but <clears throat> notably, I'm playing it on... A new system that I bought, which is the GPD XD Plus, which is uh, a bit of a mouthful, but it's basically it's a handheld device that's very similar in looks to a Nintendo DS, but with only one screen and with full controls, so R1, R2, and R3, as well as all the regular face buttons. And it's designed as like <clears throat> it's designed as like a retro gaming device, but it has the benefit, okay, it's Android based, but it has the benefit of being able to run Game Pass and Steam Link and anything else like that that you want to use to stream games. So I've been playing my Xbox games on that and it re- it really works well. There's the odd bit of latency. Um, some people might know it as lag, but it's not lag. Lag is when 
the connection isn't good enough, isn't speedy enough. Like, like is that reason that 12-year-old in, in Brazil beat me that he's mucking around with his route uh, after he calls lag on, 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 on that football on that, game? Yeah, the football game. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but not on Street Fighter where you won. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah no, that, that, that was all me. That was nothing to do with oh, that. No, that was, all that skill. was pure you, yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, no, latency is the uh, the interrupts and the slow bits that are caused by hardware that doesn't run at the speed of light but runs at the speed of sound so routers and stuff Um, so it obviously has that slight drawback but it's by and large it's really good and funnily enough works way better than my mobile so my mobile is like a modern one it's got like a 4k screen and loads of RAM but funnily enough the the GPD win which is lower spec and it's only a 720p screen handles it all way way better um so that's great and partly because you know 7 4k is a massive over spec for playing handheld games because you can't perceive that difference on such a small screen yeah. uh 720 looks brilliant and of course your computer then is not struggling at all so all that's a long way of saying I'm really, really pleased that I got it because uh, it, it it's a great way of just being able to sit on your couch, you know, with the family or whatever, with the main tally on, but you're still able to play all of the sort of full fat games as well at the same time. So it's awesome. Yeah, and what I like about these systems, and I've, I've always wanted one, never got one, is that, yes, it's streaming and it's not, you know, I, I know there's one version of those that you can do local play, you know, they pretty much run Windows on them as well. But you're not getting a streaming device for the full fat version of those games. You know, you're not going to be playing a Street Fighter professional tournament on one of those. Um, it's not for that. It's for just pottering around, having a bit of fun where you've got a bit of time that you can't get onto the main TV or you can't be asked to go and sit at the computer. It, it's for that. It's why the Switch is so successful. You're not going for, right, I need the best of the best of the best out of this. And same reason, I think you you spoke about, like, the 4K screens you get on phones now. And I've not enjoyed gaming on those because I think there's so much goes into it and they require so much power. The phones burn hot because of the processing power to create a 4K output that it's pointless. I'd much rather play on the Switch, which has a 720p as well. And the games look absolutely fine we can go back about the witcher and the lack of detail in the witcher portable but if i cared about having the full fat experience then yeah i played it on pc on a console when i'm playing handheld it's the comfort i want and yeah so and when you're playing streaming if you're going there expecting a complete latency free experience then you're kidding yourself and you don't know why you don't that's not for you but it is just as a an optional thing being able to take I don't know, for example, say you play Grand Theft Auto, you play your main game um, and then just being able to carry it on and do a few side missions where the latency doesn't matter. Yeah. And if you do get caught, yeah, so be it. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And actually, the, the number of games that I play that require like pin sharp fidelity in terms of yeah, response uh, is is way lower than the number of uh, games I play that don't. <laughs> so, you know, a much mm. smaller. I like you. I play much smaller titles much more frequently than I do big ones. You know, the Doom Eternals are weird little islands in a sea of <laughs> indie games and shooters and platformers. So, yeah, 
no, it, for me, it's it's a great thing, and I'm really pleased I did it. So, yeah, no, it's really cool. Yeah. And and on the whole sort of 4K thing, basically, unless unless it's your TV in, in the living room, it, it's, honestly, it's quite pointless. The, mo- the most important thing in games is is refresh rate and, you know, frame rate. Th- those are the most important things. Those are the things that keep you in the game and make you feel like you're connected to it and that it's responsive and that, you know, you're really attached to what you're doing and you don't blame the game for messing up. Um and really sharp, pin sharp graphics uh, are lower down, as you say. Like the Switch is a great example of that. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, there you go. What about you? What have you yeah. been playing? Um, so I was about to follow you up and go. The most important aspect of all video games, I don't think it's the frame rate. I don't think it's the graphics. I think it's just having fun. Well, yeah. So in saying <laughs> <Yeah>. that, <laughs> in saying that, I've played a couple of games that I've not had any fun in whatsoever, but still enjoyed. Ooh. So, first of all, I've been playing Real Politics 2, which is almost like risk-like, I suppose. It's kind of like the presentation of it is like it's meant to be a board game, but it's it's kind of not. It kind of removes all the board game aspects of it, and it's more of a strategy game. And it's like, well, domination. So you've got different ways of winning. You can either win by having the best score, having the best GDP, you know, declaring war and pretty much, you know, invading the rest of the world, all, all things like that. Um, I've been playing it for a bit and I've played the tutorial about two or three times over because my brain can't handle these sorts of games where you've got to think laterally about so many different things mm. to get a single outcome. Me neither. Um, but I'm still... But, but I'm still enjoying it. The process of going through and lobbying your 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 um your government, like your different uh, sides of the government, to try and to try and get something pushed through. Whether that's you know something to do with bringing in more money, it could it could be the most leftist thing. Like I want to give everyone free travel or something like that within the country to try and boost things you need to lobby it against like the right and things like that it's it's really good and then to go to war you'll get parts of them will go yep we'll go for that others you need to completely lobby and then you kind of you can send spies into different countries and they'll they'll do some like espionage stuff which allows you to then invade or use it against them to sort of like get deals done and it's like really loads of underhanded stuff but you can also play it like completely straight and honest and and things like that it's just a a really interesting game and again it's one of those i can't say it's fun but it's interesting and it's enjoyable but i'll be talking more about the, the all these ones i'm talking about now i'll have a proper video coming out about them but yeah interesting that one and then after that i play tenderfoot tactics which is a um, really visually interesting game. It's like, um, do you remember Proteus? I think it was called. It was like this. It was an indie. It was an indie game. It was just a two D. It was like sorry, a walking simulator. It was like two or three colours only. Really, I mean, it made low poly look like they had more than low polys to them. It was so like minimalistic. Right. It's kind of got that visual style to it. Really flat. Really basic. And you kind of move freely, freely around this open, uh, this overworld, and then you get into the XCOM, I suppose it is style, or maybe not XCOM, more the Banner Saga style um, tactics battles. So it's turn based with like enemies, and they take turns in between your turns, and you can level up all your characters, equip them out with stuff, evolve them, that kind of thing. 
and it's brutal. Again, it's another game I, I, I just can't get my head around why I shouldn't be attacking all the time, why I should move somewhere and defend and let someone attack me. I just can't quite work that sort of stuff out. And again, I, I've played some of that, and I'll talk more about that. And yeah, a, another non-immediately fun game that I'm enjoying. And the other one, I played this over a couple of nights. I say played it. It's not a game you play. Um, it's airplane mode. Right. And do you know some people argue, what's the point in a walking simulator? Yeah. Where you, yeah. Well, imagine you take the walking simulator and you take the walking out of it. Okay. And you just sit there. <laughs> um, that's airplane mode. You sit in your airplane seat, uh, not flying it, you're a passenger, and you sit there during an entire flight. Okay. Um, <laughs> in real time. Right. The the screens on the back of the seats work, so you get in-flight movies, you get like the, the crappy um, games that... You know the crappy games you used to get on a, on turn-of-the-century TVs or like set-top boxes where you'd play like solitaire, but it'd take about five minutes for your presses to actually recognise and perform. Yeah. And yeah, these are great. This is the future. <laughs> it's kind of those style, like really basic games. Um, it has a Bugs Bunny episode on there for some reason. It's got the um, the the oh, I I, I'm going to kill myself now. The original French um, silent film with the moon in it. Um, the guy in the moon. I can't remember what the actual film was called. Um, but it's like, but yeah, anyway, yeah, that just one. Voyage to the Moon, I think it's called. Oh, that was it. Yeah. yeah, sorry, it's got that in it. A few other bits, um, but you can sit there. You can you you can pick up your satchel. And in your satchel, you've got a book, an actual book, and it's not. Do you know, like you get a lot of games where you go, oh, you got a book, and you bring it up, and it brings it up on screen, like as proper text that you can read. No, it's an actual yeah. book, and you have to flick the pages, but you can read an entire novel while you're on the plane. Um, you can get out a biro and draw on anything. So if it's like, I've I got this book and I've got my biro and I'm drawing on the book. I'm like, oh crap, I can actually draw on my book. I'll just read my book. There's an in-flight magazine that's got all the usual crappy um, adverts in it. Um, it's got a crossword in it and a Sudoku puzzle in it. And I was like, oh, what's the point of putting these in there? I can't do it until I realised you can get your pen out of your bag and you can... <laughs> Physically, just sit there and you have to hold it in the right position and do the crossword and do the Sudoku by writing on it with your pen. You can pull out your phone and you can you can play a crappy Walking Dead game that's um, just the case of dressing up this zombie. And that's all it is. Um, you can take, there's photos of your cats, but you can take photos with the phone of, of where you are in the play. It's just exactly what you're looking at. And it's not literally, it is all real time. So if you're on a two and a half hour flight, it's a two and a half hour flight and you're in, you're in it. Um, you can look out the window, you can, you can turn on the air con, you can call, um, the, the air stewards and stewardesses, uh, the air, the, the air crew, uh, they can all come and, and all things like that. And it's, it's honestly, I, I, I went into it originally. I was like, right, okay, I'm just going to rip this. And then I was getting ready to land. <laughs> oh man! And it was like the time. The time just went. Um, and what I actually found myself doing was I was sat in my computer chair. I had that game on, and I was actually just listening to a, a podcast on my own phone. I was just that there, just sat back, and I was just like, yeah. "Okay, yeah, 
So what you're telling me this is works. that we're, we're basically <clears throat> we're living in the dystopian future that we were told were going to happen in things like Futurama and Ready Player One, where we do even monta- mundane tasks in the virtual world because it's better than going outside yeah. into the the plague pit. Exactly, but here, here's the thing, and what's really interesting with it, I wouldn't have picked this up to play if I wasn't doing it for a reason. Um, so obviously, you know, I I I was in. It looked intriguing, so I applied for code, and they sent me code. And if I wasn't going to be doing a review or a video for it, I wouldn't have bothered. Wouldn't have bothered one little bit. But again, I don't know if I'm ever going to go back to it because there's no need. You also get, by the way, the pre-flight checks, and they comes up on the screen, and you've got the cheesy acting that you'd expect and stuff like that. It's, it's actually really sort of. It's all very well done, but. Yeah, I don't, I don't know who it's aimed at, but when I was in it, it gripped me. I can imagine it being there being a slight point to it and a market for it in VR, but we're outside of VR. I don't really see the point to be quite honest. Yeah, I don't. I'm just going to bring it up because I don't think it's actually VR enabled either. Really? I'm just going to have a quick look. Sorry, because uh, no, it's not. That's so weird. Not VR. So weird. Uh, it's pu- right, so here's the thing. Publisher, that's why it's got the walking dead. It's published by AMC. Right. Um, yeah. So I'm wondering, is this a prelude to maybe something else coming from AMC? Yeah, it could be, couldn't it? Mm. Mm. Um, some in. like kind of stealth marketing, but uh, how much is it? Uh, just under a tenner. It's a bold move. And we're not, I mean, it's okay. Am I going to say that I'll never touch it again? No, because if I've... Just fancy sitting there listening to music and listening to a podcast such as, you know, the Mental Health Gaming podcast. Of course, or, yeah. men- or, even more, Mental Health Gaming After Hours, ex- available exclusive to patrons. Is it? There we go. Oh, yes. That sounds really good, Bradley. Yeah. I know. I, if I had a spare five for a month, I'd definitely... Spare ten of a month. I can't remember which one it is. I'd definitely give it a go. It's worth all the monies. It's worth all the monies. I'd definitely give it a go. <laughs> yeah. It's more of me and Stu. Yeah, it's a hoot. Um, but yeah, it's. Would I stick it on because it's better than staring at a TV? I suppose, or it's you know, it's. I actually prefer stuff like this to just watching a graphic equaliser doing its bit, or what? Not graphic equaliser, the graphic visualizers, or whatever they are doing their bits that we used to have on, that used to do the rounds when you had it on uh, listening to music on Windows in the like the late nineties. Yeah, there's something about it, but yeah, it's a, it's an odd title. Again, I didn't enjoy it, but I did at the same time. It's not fun. Fair enough. Yeah, um, and I don't, I don't know if it, I get to do the same Sudoku puzzle time and time again, or if I get different ones. But meh. I think if yeah. you're into that sort of thing, give it a go. Well, yeah. If, I, you're too, I, if you're too lazy to actually walk around in a walking simulator, this is the game for you. Bloody hell, yeah. No, I could, I could see it having a. There's a niche that you could have. Like, there's those, oh, what are they call like 50 games in one or whatever, 50 world classics style games. Yeah. And they could, you could easily have a VR version of those where, you know, you, you went into a, a pool room and played pool uh, in VR. Um, or you sat on a plane and or on a train and you could watch the world go by or you could play Sudoku or, you know, do the crossword or whatever. So, yeah, I suppose there's room for it. There is room for it. I'm being a bit dismissive. But, yeah, they, I would... There yeah. is. I mean, they describe it. I mean, there you go. This is their description of it. 
Airplane mode delivers all the thrills of a real-time six-hour commercial airline flight in coach. <laughs> At least you've got a window seat. Buck up. So what I would say is it's a very self-aware game. Um, they're very self-aware. They know they've made something that's a bit janky and, and what have you. But I suppose it's, it's just one of those things that makes me, like, when you look at the world, I'm glad this exists. Someone's made this. And it's not just a let's throw a whole bunch of of assets in and just see what sticks. They've actually There's a lot of thoughts gone into this at the same time. And the fact that people make stuff like this, I, I, I think is lovely. I think is absolutely lovely. Yeah, um, yeah. And, you know, fair play to them. And the fact, yeah, there is a six-hour flight you can do, by the way. I've done the two-hour flight, which is the short one. But, yeah, you can do a six-hour flight. You get fed and everything. <laughs> Bloody hell. <laughs> I can't, <laughs> we've ended up, like, we've talked about this for, like, ten minutes. And that's, like... So much more than we've talked about, like massive classics as well in the past. <laughs> so it's doing something either right or very wrong. Yeah. That's it. I was going to say, should I talk about Yakuza? Like, no, I was talking about airplane mode instead. <laughs> um, yeah, but yeah it, it, it's it's honestly. I mean, obviously, the fact you said we spoke about it and we've had a small discussion about it shows it's done something right. Yeah, and I can't recommend it, but also I do at the same time. Yeah, my takeaway from that is I'm not going to buy it. But it's nice that you got some weird fun out of it. So, yeah. That's good. No, but this will be in a bundle. This will be in a humble bundle at some point, in which case you will then give it a go yeah. just out of pure intrigue. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I will. And then I'll be on it for the next six hours. So, yeah, <laughs> fair play. Yeah. Well, you will be because if you want to see it to the end, you've got to. You've got to sit there for six hours, get bored and wonder, you know, oh, when's this going to end? And I'm going to try and get some sleep. Um, so weird. which is the one I might try and do I might try and get some sleep in my chair I put it on one night and just I was fall asleep in my chair for three and a half hours <laughs> and then hopefully wake up in time for um, in time for landing they need to do a snakes on a plane mod to it as well well I did wonder I wondered whether there was going to be something and I've not seen anything about it whether there would be you know once in X amount of of flights something goes wrong I, mean, I know that's a bit grim but it's the sort of thing I would have expected in these, um, like, I suppose it is one of those low random games in a, in a way. So I did wonder whether there would be, like, an air disaster or something like that. But no, you just sit there and enjoy a flight. Mental. Yeah, but no, fair play. It's there. So, moving on. Um, and on to sort of our mental health chat. And I struggled to think of something to talk about this week that wasn't just a rehash of stuff that we've already spoken about recently. Not that there's anything wrong with rehashing what we've spoken about because I think it's all it's all worthy. I mean, if you repeat stuff, it's absolutely fine because it allows different people to maybe get a different perspective on things. Um, but I was having a little think back and I saw a couple of incidences online that really got to me where someone who's quite open about their their mental health was accused by someone else. I think I was just a troll, in all fairness, but accusing them of just thinking the entire world revolves around them and that, that they're being selfish and, and what have you. And it got me to thinking that that's exactly what depression and mental health issues do to you because it makes you think the entire world does revolve around you. And not in that social media influencer 
style where you know they think they're important and you know their every opinion matters despite them just like showing off their faces every day in selfie mode or, or whatever it is it's actual i've been through it where early on in the pandemic when i tried to get a, a, a different job and i couldn't even get a job at Lidl or tesco's not even get into the interview process you know it was like well, why me what have i done you know what who, who have i offended why am i not good enough uh what's the world got against me um and that that's what it that's what it comes from it's not that you want the world to revolve around you but you feel everything in the world is against you and especially when you see other people have success or you see and i always hate this because it sounds really dismissive and insulted but when you see the types of other people that have got the job that you've gone for especially in, in retail and you haven't been able to get it you start going well why what's the world got against me so yeah the world does revolve around you at times you don't want it to because when you're walking around thinking the world is revolving around you and you're going everyone's looking at me everyone's everyone's expecting me to fail everyone's waiting for me to fail everyone's waiting for me to do this and i've let everyone down if i don't do this correctly i've let this down i've let that down it's a pressure that's put on you so when you see someone or hear someone who's suffering with any kind of of uh, mental illness don't just look at it as they're craving attention they don't want the attention but something in there is telling them that the attention is on them and it's so, so hard to deal with. And I know for me, yes, I, I've done it, especially when I left school, to, like going back to the bullying sex, uh, part. I'd go out to clubs and I'd try to dance and stuff like that and fit in, but just felt I couldn't just let go because people were judging me. No one cared about me. I know that now. But you get that sense that everyone is judging you or watching you um, because that's what depression and that's what anxiety and all things like that, that's what they do to you. You cannot cope with just thinking that you're just getting by because if you are just getting by and there's nothing against you, then you start thinking, well, there's something seriously wrong with me. And if there's something that much wrong with me, why do I even exist? Yeah. So you then get that existential dread that comes with it as well. And it's, yeah, and it's just why I saw people sort of like complaining that people do this for attention when it's absolutely anything but no i agree and i think you know i'm gonna get a little bit political <laughs> i'm allowed because i haven't done for well actually probably months really but mm, yeah okay. so i mean we're geared as human animals to spot differences because it goes back you know it's it's a primal thing that you spot differences in in people because it's a self-preservation tactic and we we turn that into a good thing by recognizing and celebrating difference rather than ignoring it or feeling threatened by it but systems are in place that can either help promote that or that will undermine it and a lot of processes currently in the UK are set up to undermine it they're set up to make you feel as though you are a burden by asking for the things you have a right to so when you ha when you're searching for a job 
all of the processes are set up to wear you down. And that might sound like I'm being paranoid, but it ge- it's genuinely true. Because I've been job searching for a while and that they are genuinely set up to make it difficult for you. So that the candidates who put in the most effort without frustration, you know, are more likely to get, you know, put forward. And that's a really bad thing. These things, because yeah. you should be looking at it, it should be collaborative it should be a collaborative experience and access to these things should be as smooth as possible and it's like accessing the the things you know like benefits that you are entitled to because you've been you know paying all your life into your national insurance and then when you need it you have to you're vilified and have to go through you know horrible stages of of proof and uh you know interviews and stuff that you shouldn't have to do that it should just be oh right okay you have this condition it's very easily verifiable from your doctor therefore here you know here's the money that you've been paying in for for years so yeah a long way of saying that it is very very challenging very difficult and it it's not it, it's made worse by societies that vilify people with mental illness and i cur- currently think i think that currently the UK is in that situation, unfortunately. It's terrible. Yeah, no, definitely. And it just feels at the moment, when you look at it, you can see why more and more people who suffer with mental illness are thinking it all revolves around them as well, is because mental health is being used by the powers that be or even people that are trying to argue as a reason for going into further lockdowns for not being in further lockdowns and it's the same with people who are suffering abuse at home their situations are being used to further political arguments which is is, is just that's just really depressing in of and of itself anyway and it's just getting more and more difficult i think to just try to think of a word to, to, to get over that and to push forward and to see an end to it as I said, we're, I'm definitely, I'm not going to speak for you, but I'm definitely lucky that I have this as an outlet for things because if I didn't, it would all be bottled up. I wouldn't be speaking to anyone. I wouldn't be able to, uh, you know, tell people how I feel. And this gives me the platform to, to frame it in a certain way. But then, you know, when you start seeing sort of like arguments of, oh, this is this and this is that, you then get scared to be able to talk out, to speak out, sorry, and to want to talk to other people. Because, you know, I I remember seeing, I I heard it once, I was um, debating with someone about um, going into further lockdown. And it was like, no, I I want us to be, I'd, I'd rather we didn't come out, I'd rather we was in a full lockdown for COVID until it was completely gone. Um, they were like, yeah, but, you know, it's not good for mental health. And I was like, but for me, it is. I, I I struggle with the concept of mixing with other people at the moment. I don't want to, but I feel when it's put forward to me, I have to. And I'm not mentally strong enough to put my foot down and say, nope, not doing it. Um, I've decided I'm going to stay locked down. So I'm, I'm not meeting with anyone. I, I can't get can't get through that. So when you, and if you do try and go, well, I'm going to say no. Again, how does that look to the other person? Oh, it's just what you want. It's just what you want. It's not about other people. It's about what you want. Selfish. The world doesn't revolve around you. 
And it all comes from, again, the way it's all been politicised, the way the powers that be use it and frame things. The lack of funding now, again, back towards mental health. You know, we're seeing hypocrisy left right and center and this i think is linked with with mental health as well but you see in what was it back in june boris johnson proclaimed not, not proclaiming but praising lgbtq plus society for you know what they're doing to change opinion and supporting what they do and then recently cutting any kind of funding that deals with lgbtq plus issues at school teachings and bullying and things like that and cutting that funding and we see it we see it and we can see the hypocrisy that comes from it um, and that's the thing that does it now is we've not we've dehumanized mental illness um, sexuality race it's been dehumanized and once you're dehumanized you you then start to wonder where the humanity is and that's what has an effect on sort of like high suicide rates and people going into deeper and deeper and deeper depression and i know i've gone off on a tangent a bit again there and i really do apologize but it's um but yeah it's just so depressing to see so again for anyone that says the world doesn't evolve around you it does it revolves around all of us and we need to start listening to each other just a little bit more let people talk Unlike you, Stu, you never let me talk. <laughs> I know, I'm horrible. God, yeah, it's all me, <laughs> me, me the entire time. <laughs> no, no, I agree. I agree completely. I think there's a lot of value put on people who are great orators, you know, who speak well. Um, but, and that's fair, because it's a skill. Um, it's a mix of both, you know, your innate charisma and also the skills that you developed as, as a speaker. But at the same time, that doesn't mean we should only listen to people who have developed that level of skill. People should be listened to regardless. We should be teaching listening skills, you know, right in, in primary school. You know, it's the two ears, one mouth concept. And, and, you know, yeah, it's really crucial. And once you learn that, that sticks with you. I mean, I only heard recently, and it was fascinating to me, that um, I think it's Japanese school children. They all um, have to clear up their area and they also have to do like little chores to keep any area that they they have control over um, clean and tidy. So they learn from, from childhood that they're part of a society and that, you know, making it better, <coughs> excuse me, making it better uh, in that area uh, means that if everybody does that, everywhere is nice, you know, and then you grow up believing that it has a right to be nice and that people have a have a responsibility to be nice to that area and consequently obviously to each other and i think that's a brilliant yeah. a brilliant thing you know so yeah they, uh, we we need to operate as a society like that and to listen as much as we talk he says talking too much <laughs> no no yes uh yeah you do you go on way too much Joe. it's it's obviously. i know right <laughs> um, it's the not fee it's the feeling abnormal which has a lot of issues you know my adhd or, or, or not knowing what i was before made me feel like i wasn't normal and it wasn't normalized to feel this certain way or do this certain thing and that leads to added depression because you don't know how to process it and it's the same for people with physical disabilities whether it's deafness blindness whether they're an amputee or whether they was born without certain limbs or, or whatever it leads to it because it's they can't do things normally because it's not possible for them get rid of steps only have ramps when you build your next building 
you know, if you're building the pumps or don't have escalators, have travelators, just little things. Yeah. Little things that really help people. But we won't do that because, again, we need to marginalise people because not everyone can be great. And I'm not saying everyone has to be great. I'm not saying that that everyone's got to be, like, overachieving because the world doesn't work like never has, never will. It's survival of the fittest. You know, I'm, I'm not saying everyone's got to be the best because, as I said, it doesn't work that way. It can't work that way. But give everyone the chance to be the best. Give everyone a level platform to start with. And, you know, it, it will help mental health. It really will. It's not the answer. And I'm not saying it's only those things that cause mental health issues, but it will help. It will go some way to normalising certain things and help those who suffer with certain parts of depression get help with the other parts. Yeah. So, yeah, let's just be better. Let's 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 just, let's start now. Let's just start improving life for everyone and sort of like make us all feel a little bit less shit after the years we've had recently. Yeah, <laughs> that would be good. Yeah. But yeah, no, that's me. I, 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 I didn't get much in there. Yeah, you, you're <laughs> prat- practically silent. Yeah, I know. Prod you with a stick, get you to wake up. I do, I do. Actually, I need stick prodding because, again, when it's... I know I reiterate this point and people generally who listen regularly know it's not that I'm clamouring for the attention or I'm clamouring to be the one who speaks. It's literally, it's just how my brain works. I've got this thought process that I'm trying to get out in a concise way. This is me being concise. (laughs) but I've got my faults fighting to get out. And also the other one's going, no, 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 don't do that. But if you miss this, they might not get the context and then it just all spews out. So um, it's not me like trying to keep Stu sort of like, you know, you, you shut up. You you can shut up. I'm talking. It's just, that's just, I'm waiting for a natural pause in my brain so that the, I, my voice can go stop now. But yeah, I get it. I get it at least. So, you know, that's, that's, that's all we need. <laughs> yeah, like you just get off, you turn around to 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 Mel and just go, Jesus Christ, why do I do this every week? <laughs> no, I just get the editing tools out and I'm like, right, <laughs> I'm just going to make it yeah, all. I've had to cut half hour of bollocks. It's great. It's great. <laughs> yep. <laughs> but yeah, no, I mean that that's it really for me. I say it wasn't a um, a focused thought plan this week but it's just sort of like yeah something that happened that i saw that i needed to sort of get off my chest a little bit so yeah i've got nothing else if you've got nothing else joe i think we'll go back into i uh, like you signing out because we're getting better numbers and it's all about the numbers <laughs> are we are we getting better numbers that's good we are actually yeah, yeah on average yeah. awesome that's because we're the best uh, as i keep saying yeah they like your they, they love your soothing tones to finish with <laughs> How bizarre. I've never thought of it like that, but I'll take it. I'll take it. So, <laughs> as usual, yeah, thanks for listening to the episode. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter, where we're very active. We have a Discord, which is full of good chat, not just about mental health, but about all sorts of subjects. You can join us on Patreon if you want to back us financially, which is always helpful, obviously, or you can pay a one-off with coffee. And we do a lot of YouTube videos. I say we, that's me taking some of the credit, which is not fair because they're basically all Brad. (laughs) And they're really excellent. And his his latest one, well, the latest one that I saw is about Handball 21, which is what we talked about on last week's podcast, episode 42. So yes, again, thanks for listening. Stay safe and take care.